Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. The last one for 2023. On this episode, we're going to talk to Colin Delia of the Manitoba Moose as they get set to play a couple games here in Winnipeg over the weekend. And Kelly Moore and I were at the skills competition for the Winnipeg Jets Thursday night. We'll play some of the best bits from the show on the podcast. Now, the Manitoba Moose, they're back from their holiday break tomorrow night when they host the first place Texas Stars at Canada Life Centre. The Moose entered the break off a split in Iowa, a 3-1 loss followed by a 5-2 win, currently sixth in the AHL Central with 24 points in 25 games. Goalie Colin Delia in net for both games, 7-8 and eight on the season. He's got a 3-5-4 goals against average and 879 save percentage. Earlier today, I caught up with the 29-year-old from Rancho Cucamonga, California, to learn more about him, his journey, and we started talking about how he feels coming off the break. Uh, honestly, like I never left. Um, you know, it's... I don't know that... Uh, during the season I really ever get out of the mindset of just staying like you know active and you know just always kind of thinking about the game and you know just ways to improve and I don't know it's it's uh once the first game you know starts it's kind of all I think about you know through the playoffs and you know until we accomplish that uh you know final ultimate goal at the end of the year it's kind of all you want to do so uh it was definitely nice to rest the body a bit, but uh, looking forward to getting back at it. Did you do anything special while you were off? I uh, just got to hang out with my in-laws, which is always fun. Um, no, all kidding aside, uh, it, it was good. Uh, we just kind of hunkered down, and you know, sometimes the travel is, is tough. And uh, some young families, still. I spent a lot of time with boys and. You know, my wife just really good to stick around the house and you know just do you know your typical run of the mill Christmas stuff like cooking, making cookies, opening presents, all that stuff, watching movies. So we had a good time. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? We actually had this debate in the locker room. Um, I was between Elf and The Grinch. I think. Those are like at least for modern Christmas movies. Then you, you, know, you got the Christmas Story and stuff like that. I mean, it's hard to pick, you know. I say, but uh, either Elf or The Grinch. So, where were you spending Christmas? Were you here in Winnipeg, or did you go somewhere? Yeah, no, we were here. We were here in Winnipeg, and you know, we really enjoyed, uh, you know, the Christmas spirit here. Um, nice to have old Christmas, you know, like. You know, a couple of the guys went to, like, Vancouver or Toronto, and, you know, the one thing, oh, I could have used a little bit more snow. So, um, definitely, definitely nice here. So, you've played your pro career uh, mostly in colder climates with the Blackhawks, with the Canucks yeah. here in Winnipeg now. Not so much snow in, in Vancouver, but as someone who grew up in California, how does Christmas change with the presence of snow? It feels right, uh, you know, like I remember growing up and like my first memory of Christmas was, I think I was like maybe four or five and I just remember like watching all these Christmas movies and everything and then looking outside and being like, why is it, you know, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, for, I don't know what the equivalency of Celsius would be like, 40 degrees Celsius, you know, and on Christmas, I felt so fighted, and I was like, what is going on here? Um, 
so it's definitely that's that's my initial impression um but yeah i mean it seems a little bit more true to the spirit of christmas you know i mean a lot of snow and you know decorations here i feel like winnipeg it takes a lot of a lot of pride in decorating and stuff like that it was a bit of a balmy Christmas for us here in Manitoba, just barely below zero, but we still had at least a bit of snow on the ground for the atmosphere and the vibes for sure. Uh, turning to hockey now, for you to go into the break having won your last start, does that change how you experience Christmas or are you able to park those kind of things when you're away from the ice? For sure. I, I mean, I wish I could say I've learned how to... Uh, <laughs> you know, separate rank and home life. But, you know, I just, it's its a way of life. You know, I just, it's all I want to do and it's all I think about. So it definitely was nice to, uh, to win that last game and, you know, enjoy, you know, the, uh, the feeling of that going into the break. And obviously would have loved to, you know, translate that first, first game into a win as well. But, um, you know, definitely nice to end on that note. And so you head into this back-to-back against Texas starting tomorrow. Uh, do you know if you're playing one, both games, how much notice are you given for your starts? Yeah, it should be in the net tomorrow. Um, you're usually pretty good about uh, letting us know at least a day before. You know, I think you know you got uh, D-Mac, um, former goalie himself, and I think he understands the importance of you know preparation and obviously you always want to be prepared, but just, you know, when you have the notice, like, you know, obviously you're just, you're that much more dialed and kind of visualize and do what you need to do. Texas is a very good team. They come in in first place in the division. What kind of test do they pose for your squad? Uh, I think we're still trying to find that, uh, you know, consistent, you know, performance night in and night out. And I think, you know, you can probably attribute like we've, you know, we've yo-yoed a bit. So it's it's really just kind of, you know, committing to our process, not getting bogged down with, you know, any adversity that comes our way. You know, I think we've had a bit of a challenging time, you know, staying out of the box. But I think we just need to, you know, meet any adverse situation with, you know, no excuses and just go out there and play. You know, we're, each of us is, is uh, concerned of with uh, doing our own job and, you know, not worrying about uh, the other guys, you know, their job or their performance. Like, we seem to have a good success. So, I think just, you know, continuing to stay focused, that's always the biggest uh, challenge for any group, I think, throughout the year. Um, so many games, you know, and they all they all mean something. They all are worth two points, you know, in the regular season. So, it's it's crucial. You know, these points are crucial. I think our division is is very competitive, you know, I mean, from top to bottom, I think, you know, there may be, might only be like between four to six points that separate like last place from second or third. So, you know, all these division games, like these points are super meaningful um, at this point in the year, you know, and, and moving forward, um, especially, you know, as we inch closer to the playoffs. And Texas has won 16 of its 26 games this year. Two of the 10 games they didn't win were against the Moose, who uh, won both their games in Texas, both in extra time, an overtime win and a shootout win. Do those wins give you confidence going into this against a team ahead of you in the standings, or the, is the fact that they were 
a couple days before Halloween. I mean, it was so long ago that maybe they don't register as much now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime you can, you know, double up on a team like that, it, uh, it gives you a little bit of a boost. But, you know, we have to obviously respect, you know, their club. Like, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And, you know, we're still trying to, I think, uh, kind of find our groove and carve out our identity, you know. So these games are meaningful for us for that reason, you know. And, you know, a team coming in, you know, that we essentially swept, you know, on their home ice, like you better believe that they're looking for a little bit of vengeance. So um, I think we have to understand, you know, how hard they're going to come. And, you know, I think we have to, you know, be mature in our mindset and our approach and, and realize like, like this is a team come playoff time that, you know, we could very well be seeing. So um, you definitely want to have, you know, awareness of, you know, who their best players are and, you know, you don't want to make, um, you know, any mean, meaningless mistakes. So, you know, there's just going to be a high level of focus and intensity from each member in our group, you know, come game time. And, well, these are the games that you really look forward to playing and, you know, just these competitive games that, you know, really test your, your will and your emotional fortitude. Going back to the off season, why did you want to come here to Winnipeg? Well, firstly, I wanted to come to an organization that was winning. I wanted to come to uh, a place that was relevant and just that where the culture was oriented towards winning games and doing whatever it took. You know, I think, you know, in the past experiences that I've had, like, you know, obviously, like, teams that I had played for in, you know, in Chicago and a little bit in Vancouver, like, we were in different stages of, you know, the trajectory, you know, in the organization, whereas in, in Winnipeg now, I think they're in that win-now phase. They're like, we're competing for Stanley Cups, you know, we're making playoffs, you know, every year. And I just, I wanted to be a part of that in, in some faculty. I mean, you know, maybe not right now, like I'm not with the Jets right now, but that's something that, you know, is on my radar every single day is staying prepared. So, you know, if I'm called upon, I can, you know, contribute, you know, to, to what's going on up there. And, you know, I think that mindset is, is important to, you know, kind of keep as, you know, you, even in, when you're in the AHL and, and help some of the younger guys realize, like, you know, like one of the best ways to develop is, you know, to win, you know, and obviously there's a lot of other hard and tough skills that, you know, go along with that. Um, but at the end of the day, like we need to translate these games into wins. And that was, that was ultimately the main reason I came here. And then just speaking with, you know, goalie coach, you know, Drew McIntyre and just hearing, you know, his plan and, you know, his, his philosophies on goaltending and realizing that I was going to be in good hands. And with my, you know, development, I definitely don't think I'm a finished product. Like we're even talking today, like there's still things I think, you know, I'm learning as a 29 year old, which sounds, you know, crazy to say, but um, yeah. And even, even Wade Flaherty, like just kind of making that initial relationship, getting to work together a little bit in camp and just understanding like his philosophies and, you know, it's, they really treat you, with a lot of respect and dignity here, like in Winnipeg. And I think that was something that I had heard as well. And, 
that was really important for me and my family, you know, like they also do the most for, for the families off the ice. And that's super important because it's obviously hockey is our job, but you know, uh, goes with it that can affect performance. So just knowing that they're willing to you know, go above and beyond to just make sure that we have what we need, it really makes a difference. So for those reasons is pretty much why I came to Winnipeg over anywhere else. All right, I'll get you out of here on this. I'm curious to ask a goalie this question because we've seen a couple goalie goals recently. Okay. If you were to ever score a goal, how high would that rank on your career achievement? Because it seems it's so rare to see in the AHL, NHL, whatever level. How badly do you want to score a goal? Well, I actually have scored a goal uh, against Texas of all teams, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, but it was uh, it was kind of chintzy, right? Like I made the save, and their player picked it up, went around the net, and uh, tried to wrap it around. He missed, and wound up shooting into his own net. So, so you got credit, but you didn't shoot it down there. Yeah, like I, I definitely want, I definitely want to be able to like say that I like shot it into the net. You know that that just kind of hits differently, right? Like to see that puck go in and cross that line with like your own shot, like pretty special. So um, that would definitely be like an all-time achievement for sure. You know, like something you uh, really relish getting the opportunity to do. Now, is that something you practice at all ever? Uh, I mean, you mess around, you know, I just want to make sure, Hey, can I, if I get it, you know, I got all the time in the world. Like, can I get it there? You know? So, um, yeah, sometimes in between like drills or something like you rifle run down to your goalie partner at the other end, you know, just messing around a little bit, but, um, it's not something like you're dedicating a ton of time to, because I think just the likelihood of it happening is so low that, you know, like, if you do get the chance, you just go for it and, you know, instincts take over. Well, Colin, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this. Good luck this weekend and for the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, Christian. Appreciate it. Axel Yalton-Fialbi, he won the fastest skater competition handily, 13.835 seconds. He just caught up with our Kelly Moore. Hey, Axel Yalton-Fialbi, congratulations on winning the fastest skater. Thank you, thank you. What was the what was, was there any secret strategy or any mindset going into that? Um, a little bit, probably. Uh, you know, come uh, come wide into the turns, so you can uh, kind of do some uh, crossovers instead of just uh, gliding. Uh, although I did glide on the second turn, uh, it was pretty hard to to still cross over. But uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Have you won one of these before? Uh, no, I last year I think Morgan won. And then I did one back home, and I fell. So, uh, yeah, I know. Tonight makes up for it. Congrats, man. Thank you. With Nino Niederreiter here at the skills competition. Nino, uh, uh, in the accuracy shooting, man, I'll tell you, you gave Gabe a bit of a scare there, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I wish I could have gotten as close as he did. But, uh, I mean, obviously, it was fun. And, uh yeah, I'm going to try my best to, to do my best, I guess. Is it one of those things where you just kind of get into a rhythm? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I mean, there is, like, time you kind of think about it. At the same time, you just want to make sure you 
take your time, take your shot, and then see what takes it. Well, I noticed you were talking to Abby and Kiki before the skills competition started. Were you imparting some wisdom? Yeah, I mean, like, I've never done it before, so it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's nerve-wracking at the same time. It's like, because you guess you got to prove your skill set in front of the people, and that's not something we usually do. With Nate Schmidt, part of the victorious team puck relay. And, and, and you almost lost the handle there, Matt. I was around the last puck, and then I thought it was good, but apparently not. Uh, all I said was get around the puck. Teammates had you back. Cole Perfetti and Adam Lowry pulled it through. Let's talk about Cole Perfetti's performance. Four for, or five for four. Unbelievable. I mean, hey, we, we came up with a strategy beforehand that uh, I was going to go there and push bucks for him. So he didn't have to look for it. I'm not just teammates right there. No, it's just do whatever it takes to get a W. <laughs> you know what's great, too, is watching you guys with your kids. It's just fantastic. Man, I, uh, I wouldn't have been so happy to see him buzzing around. Like, I got to wave to everybody. He was, he was beaming at everybody. I, first, first round of the pots for the kid. I, I think it was pretty cool. With Logan Stanley, the hardest shot champion, uh, uh, kind of the glory event of the skills competition, isn't it? Uh, I think it might be the easiest one. You just skate down and shoot it as hard as you can, no pressure. So. Now, I have heard, I don't know if it's true or not, uh, but uh, if you keep the shot lower, you've got a better chance uh, of turning the, t uh, the heat up a little bit. Is that true? I've heard that. Uh, you know, watching the skills competition back in the day, I think Char was shooting 112 or 108 or something crazy like that, and he was keeping it pretty low, but... I think I just closed my eyes and let it rip. You were so close to triple digits, though, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, maybe one more shot. Maybe after tomorrow morning at practice, we'll try it out. Congrats, Matt. Yeah, thank you. We are here at Canada Life Centre for the skills competition Winnipeg Jets are putting on here. Kelly Moore is rinkside. I'm up in the press box. We've got the breakaway challenge tonight where Abby Warkenton and Kiki Robinson, Prefontaine, Kelly are, are in the spotlight here. As, uh, Jets players are uh, they're trying moves that, you know, that probably aren't going to try in a game, but they're more fun that way. Hey, but how about the, I don't even know if you call that Michigan that that first shooter uh, took the whack out. That young uh, hockey player, but oh. I'll tell you, she was good. Oh, and now Nate Schmidt has donned the goaltender's mask. Here comes Warkenton. Scores! Top shelf where dad keeps the peanut butter. Did she undress Nate Schmidt or what? She indicated to you in the interview you had with her that they had something special yeah. cooked up. Yeah. He fakes the shot. He spins around her, goes to the net, puts a mask on, does his best road <laughs> hockey impression. But she comes oh. in full goalie gear, and she roofs it. Oh, snapped it. Top shelf, top right-hand corner as she's approaching the net. Just beat Nate Schmidt like a rented mule. We saw Dominic Toninato try to throw his glove at a goalie, uh, but no no avail as Robinson Prefontaine unfazed. We saw, I, I missed who it was, but slid on his stomach, tried to glove it to his stick and slide it. Brendan Dillon. Via UC Okun and Styles, and that didn't work. But Logan Stanley here tried a little stick to, to mm. foot, and it didn't quite go so well. Niederreiter, he tries the, a lot of one-handed stick work here. And it's, uh, it's fun to see, you know, the players are having fun here for sure, and it's got to be uh, just an absolute blast with hearts in their throats for the two goalies tonight. Well, you know, it, it's 7-5 to five right now, and I think that's for the Whites because... Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. So uh, I have a feeling the Blues are going to maybe get a little serious. Here's Nemesnikov <laughs> trying the old soccer kick, <laughs> and that one flies over the crossbar. 
at practice tomorrow, maybe you'll have to ask them how uh, how much thought they put into some of these moves, whether it was five minutes or five seconds or or what. Because uh, all right, we got Mark Shifley. He's oh, got the- he, he's he's doing the old carry the old tried to carry it, tried to pop it in the glove. He's still moving, so it's legal. And there it goes in the glove. Yes! He throws the glove <laughs> into the net. I'm not sure that's legal, but they give it to him. It's a good goal, they say. Uh, there, There is some discussion. Nikolai Ehlers wants to wave that off. I'm not sure if Mark Shafley gets any style points for that. <laughs> it's like the slam dunk competition. If you do it on your second try, it's not as fun. Uh, I have follow now. He's trying to nut man. Oh, look at this. Oh, the little he, tippy toe. He... he pretty much dribbled like he would a soccer ball the puck between his feet over and over again before shooting it past the keeper as the uh, skills competition here yeah 8-6 now for does everybody shoot Kelly everybody shoots so uh, and almost everybody is shot I've been kind of keeping track here but I did look down and missed a couple of shots on my scorecard here here comes Declan Chisholm and he's kind of moving the puck uh, from forehand to backhand, trying to cradle it. But, you know, you go back to that young uh, hockey player. She put on a dazzling move, did the old Michigan, and twirled it around and then threw it into the net. Nino Niederreiter skated by me here uh, down at ice level. Christian, he said, that's it, I'm out. (laughs) I'm not even going to try that. Pilardi pops it up on a stick and then bops it over the goalie. He just tapped it with his blade as he skated in and then tapped it high enough to chip it over oh, Robinson Prefontaine there. It's 8-7 for the white team. You're definitely going to want to go on the Jets' website yes. and watch the replay of that one. That was sick, as the kids like to say. And that's it. Team White wins it. Well, the goal for Velarde is, uh, for not, it's a good play, and now the Jets players are going to mob the goalies. Yeah. That, and that's going to be an awesome moment for those two. That's going to be Kiki Robinson Prefontaine. The winning and, uh, goalie tonight. Everybody goes down to Abby Warkinton to our broadcast. Well, my broadcast left. You're right. And uh, giving her the high fives. But, uh, yeah, I tell you, they treated these young uh, goaltenders so well. Made them feel like a part of it. I uh, had a chance to watch uh, firsthand a front row seat, Christian. Just great the way the players handled this tonight. And, of course, as you mentioned, just to go back, it's the goals for dreams at ALS Society charitable uh, organizations uh, that profit from this uh, so uh, just a great night overall and they've got a trophy with uh, Kiki Robinson Prefontaine team white down there getting photos taken uh, an awesome night for everyone involved well thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast if you like what you heard guess what you can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9pm thanks again for tuning in subscribe if you'd like We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all.